What up, podcast? Thank you for listening today. Uh, this is an episode of the Elliot Answers Show, which I recorded about a week or so ago. Talk about thinning scissors, the benefits and the pros and the cons of it, wedding hair, sort of hair fibres, and a couple of the topics that I touch upon as well. So I hope you enjoy today. Thanks for tuning in. So question number one, what are the pros and cons for using thinning scissors? Well, the pros for using thinning scissors, I guess, are that it, they're able to reduce a lot of weight from the hair. If you use the thinning scissors on thick, dense hair like myself, then well, the problem that I have is that it is really quite thick and it's then sometimes it is quite hard to style. If you were to use thinning scissors on it, I guess what it does then, it reduces a lot of the weight. It really thins the hair out and you can run your hands through it a little bit easier. It yeah, gets rid of a lot of the bulk. Another positive of the thinning scissors is that if when you're uh, if you've got a fade and say on well, for example my hair head it's quite bumpy so then if you're not quite careful you get quite a few shadows on my hair if you use the thinning scissors on those areas then you can take a little bit of the weight out of there and it then makes the transition of the fade a lot smoother another pro is then when you've got the the shortness through the sides and then leading up into the top it's you can then blend that in a little bit easier in through there it softens that whole appearance in my opinion though the cons outweigh the pros there is there is there are ways of using them positively but they're all, in my opinion there's a lot more ways of using them negatively so the problem if you're blending up from the, the length of the sides into the top, what you'll do is some people then tend to thin that through there. And what you'll end up doing through the blend area is actually that it sits quite spiky and it's quite, quite grubby. You get the hairs that then spike out a little bit more in through there. It doesn't quite sit really flush as if you, were, if you were to blend it scissor over comb or if you were to blend it with the clipper over comb, you end up with more of a, a flatter shape in through there. It's, it's a much softer blend. It's, it's, it's much easier I think it's more of a, a con not a con it's more of a, a get out of jail card to blend that up through there um, another con is that actually through the top if you're using the thinning scissors it really does take a lot of weight out and it's not necessarily that precise when you're smashing that in through there and you're not picking the hair up you can't necessarily see where it's heavier and where it's lighter so when you're just pushed even when you're picking it up and then smashing it in through there it ends up just taking it all out because you're taking that whole scissor and going the whole way across it obviously if you were to then pick that up and texturize it when like if, if a barber's picking it up and then texturizing into the hair with the normal scissors they can see in through their finger where the density is whether it's heavier wherever it's thicker and actually if say if it's thicker through this area they can texturize this a little bit more and then not take not take anything off through there if we're using thin scissors you're just going to be taking that all off and reducing it to the same amount the whole way through there what you then end up finding is actually you get so many shorter hairs in through there that actually it makes the head and the hair go a little bit poofy it goes really quite quite wide and quite voluminous with it really i know for example when my hair is, is always had the thinning scissors on it and because my hair is thick people tend to overdo it so what you find is actually you've got lots of long hairs coming in through here but then nothing in through there and you have then lots of shorter hairs the whole way through it and then that then the shorter hair push the long hairs up and it then sits it sits all at different angles and doesn't really sit the way it, it it's supposed to it's not really elegant in through there so there's there's 
if they're used correctly, they're a nice tool. If they're used incorrectly, they really do affect the hair. There's, there's a lot of snobbery around them. I use them on, on quite a lot of different types of hair textures, but they have to be used correctly and in the way that they're supposed to be used. A lot of people just smash them through and then it's, it's, it's a real negative effect on them and that's where people really get worried and then that's when they get upset and you get clients coming in saying, oh no, please no thinning scissors on my hair. So that's a big problem with that for sure. A search term number two that I found was men's hair for wedding day. Now this is quite an interesting subject. Obviously the longer I'm doing hair, the more clients you have in that are getting married. So it's really quite an interesting one. A lot of guys are never too sure what to have done for the wedding. A lot of them, sort of, if they're having a skin fade, they're like, do, do, do I have a skin fade? Should I have it done the day before? Do I have it like a week before? What, 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 should, what should I do? And then you've got guys thinking, oh, do I grow it out? Should I have it longer? Should I have it, or how, how should I have it? You have a lot of people that are just really questioning it. And it, rightly so, it's a massive deal for a lot of guys. What I think when, you have, when you're getting married is those photos that you have are gonna be there, hopefully, for a long time, 40, 50 years. So you want to look at those photos in 40 and 50 years and just look at the photo and think, wow, that was, that was a great day. Look at, my wife looks beautiful, my husband looks beautiful, I look beautiful, we, we look great. What you don't want to be looking at is, fucking hell, what was I doing with that haircut? Where was that? You want it just to be timeless, something very simple that is just something that's gonna take, last the ages. A lot of people going at the moment now in 2019, it's very much a, fa a phase to be having skin fades. Now, in my opinion, I think if we look at that in 20 years time and we look at the photos, you're gonna look at that photo and be like, wow, that was short. That's like, you can, you can see skin there. And I'm not necessarily sure that's really what you wanna be doing. I think it's skin fades look great and they look fresh. And at the moment you, you feel great, you feel really clean with them. But I would lean towards leaving, if you were having a skin fade normally, I'd probably lean towards maybe having a one fade done the week before. So it sits a little softer and then maybe having the neck hairs tidied up a couple of days before. I think you want it to look very elegant, very, just nothing. Just, he's, oh yeah, haircut, he's had a haircut. You don't want it to look anything. I think you just want to let the whole outfit just fit and melt into one. If you have something that really stands out now, then in 20 years or 30 years time, it's gonna really, really stand out, which is, I don't think that's, that's really what a lot of people want because it's then it's very trend-driven. You want it to be something that just is timeless. And search term number three is how do hair fibers work? Now, this is something that I gain in a lot of traction. Even since I've moved down to London in the last, last three years now, these are becoming more and more popular. There's more clients that are using them in different ways. They're becoming more advanced. There's different colors that people are using. It's not just the generic one that people are finding online and it's quite expensive. They're now in boots. They're in quite a few different areas. And what these are, it's, it's, it's a tub that you can get, well, you can get them in boots. And what it does is, you say if you've got a, a, a fine area at the back, you can then get these, sprinkle this onto the back area or onto the front area, wherever it is that you, you're having trouble. You sprinkle that on, it grabs to the other hairs, also then can sit on the scalp, but sits and with, with a little bit of body, fills that hair out and makes it look a lot thicker and a lot darker. And it's given a lot of guys a lot more confidence. And it, it works just by grabbing onto the other hairs thickening them up, giving them a darker appearance, and just 
making the hair look as though there, there is a lot more of it. It's obviously if you get very close to it, it you can see what's happening, but from, from a distance and if you're not right on top of that person, they work great. So they're really a, a very good option for men that's going a little bit finer, a little bit on the weaker side. They really give a nice top up and because now they're becoming so much pop, so much more popular, there are so many different colours to go with each different hair colour as well. Now search term number four is men's hair for a receding hairline. Now this is a big problem that a lot of guys have when the receding hairline does start to come. It's a lot of guys get very paranoid about it. It's it's a big deal, and especially the type of guys that I would be cutting their hair. Obviously, it's they're paying decent money for their hair. They they care about it, so it is a big deal. It's something that does affect an awful lot of guys, and. The first thing for to go on a lot of guys is that is the hairline. This then sits really quite weak. It comes back through here, and it's sort of if you push it up in through the front, what that does is it gives the illusion of this going higher. And then what it does is it makes this area look a lot more pronounced because the different the distance between here and here, if that's going back, is 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 grand. It's great. So what you really want to lean against is going too high with that because that accentuates it. The haircuts you want to lean more towards are actually more of a crop where it comes down at the front. You can still have this area still fairly long, fairly textured, but I would take the front really quite short, really quite strong in through there. Just because then when the hairline does go a little bit further, well, when the hairline does start receding and going back, what you find is actually there's, there's obviously less hairs in through there. Each individual hair is a little bit thinner as well. So if you're pulling this forward and then having this, and the front is still quite long, that can really look quite stringy if you're not careful. So what you want to do is actually cut that really short. You can even go way up to the hairline just to bring that as strong as possible because then more, if all that comes forward and forward and forward, and you cut that to a line, then you've got that density coming in through there. The thing is, a lot of guys think, oh, if I'm if it's going receding, I need to grow it, and then I need to re-sweep it across, I need to keep all that length in through there. But actually, that can look stringy. It can look as though you're really trying to cover it. If you take it short through there and keep the strength in through there, then it can sit still with a little bit of texture, and but it's got a lot of weight through there, and you're not really having to sort of push it in a different in in a direction. You get rid of all those stringy hairs. And that, that makes a big difference with it for sure. What an option is when you do have a receding hairline is actually to go super short in through the sides. Because obviously if you go, if you've got all this area exposed through here, this looks really light. If you've then got quite a lot, lot of hair in through the sides, then obviously you've got the darkness through the middle, you've got the lightness going back, and then you've got darkness through the sides as well. If you go super short in through the sides, then instantly this area looks darker because it's still got hair there. Obviously, it's not got much, but it's still got some of it. So if you take that super short, it then it, it looks light, a little bit light, and then darker through there. So it's if you can then, it's all about illusions and creating different types of illusions. So if you take the sides super short, that then makes the top and this area look fuller, as long as the haircut is then really short through the front. So that is also a very good option to team with if you've got the receding hairline as well. I would go all the way down to skin if it's if you're in a job or if you feel like it's appropriate for, for the look that you have. I would go all the way down to skin, blend that all up and make it a real nice high skin fade, which works well at the moment. Might not work well in 10 years or so, but actually at the moment I think that could work really well.
So the next term is, what's the difference between a taper and a fade? Now this is a great question really, and it's, it's quite a hard one to answer, and I can only answer it for what it means for myself. Because in the hair world, whether it's barber or hairdressing, so many people have different terms, and there's no one sort of central system as to what things are called, and a taper to someone might be a fade to someone else. So I'll explain to you what I feel the difference of between a taper and a fade would be. Now, if I'm thinking of what a fade is, that would be basically you can choose the short, shortest level and you, you can go all the way down to skin. You can do a zero on the clippers. You can do a 0 0.5. You can do a one, even a one and a half or a two, to be honest, depending on the density of the hair, can be the shortest point of whatever the fade is. And when you're doing that, basically what you would do is when someone says, oh, I'd have a skin fade or I'll have a, or I'll have a 0.5 fade, basically what that does is, if say if someone says you want a 0.5 fade, you'll then put the baseline of a 0.5 fade in. So if, if say they want a 0.5, you would then put the 0.5 line going round the head and then you would fade up from that. And now there's different guidelines for where that is. You could have it quite low. You could have that just over the ear. You could have it midway. You could have it really quite high. Now the difference between those is obviously if you have 0.5 quite low, then it's the, the fade is gonna be quite really quite stretched out. You've got a chance of it sort of, you can then, it's easy to fit the one, the one and a half, the two in through there. So that fade then looks really drawn out. If you were to put the 0.5, say, really quite high at the top, really what you're going to do is you're going to then do a one and a one and a half over a very small area. So it's the fade is over a very small area. Now, they're not wrong or right, they're just different looks. It's all depending on, on what you want. That would be more, I would consider, a fade. If I was to think of a taper, then what I would do with that would be more of in through the sideburn area and then in through the nape area. Now, as you can see with, with my hair, I've, I've gone quite short in through here and you can see there's a little bit of a mullet grown out through the back. So this is all quite a bit longer. So I would actually probably consider this more of a, I guess it's sort of in between a taper and a fade really, because it's, it goes quite high up in through here with the one and a half, but you can see how it just sits really short through here. I'll put an example of what I think a taper would be. Basically, you can keep a lot more length in through this area and a lot more density in through there if you're tapering. You can go down to skin all the way through here and fade that out over a very small area and then blend that into the length. And then in through the nape, you can taper that out. Obviously then other people then class just tapering through the edges. Basically a taper or a fade is graduation. It's going from a shorter length to a longer length. And basically it's however big a space you want to do it over. So if you want to do a taper, you would be doing it over a small space in through here. If you wanted to do a fade, you could do it over a longer, a, a bigger area in through the whole of the sides. You can even do a fade in through the front, to be honest. I've just done, I've tapered or faded the front out, however you want to call it. My hair, I use clippers on the front and then faded that into the length that I have through there. So that's really the difference between a taper and a fade. I'll show you, I'll put all the videos, and I'll, so that's the difference between a taper and a fade. I'll put a few different examples up now that you can see between a fade and compare them side to side so you have a real idea of what the difference between the two is as well.
Podcast, thank you for listening today. Uh, now, I've seen the numbers. There's a few of you listening, and not many of you are actually subscribed or following. So if that is you, follow the account, subscribe it, give it a little thumbs up, and then make sure you leave it a little review as well. If you leave it a review on iTunes, it makes a big difference as to sort of getting it out a little bit more. So thank you. See you next time. Much love, Elliot.